Kyle, Matt, this is your daddy speaking. <laughs> is there anything you two want to say to daddy? <laughs> Uh, why did all you that leave trauma me? out to daddy <laughs> why did you leave me i think you know why oh, I, you, I, I, do you want I, to strike daddy matt no kyle aren't you going to wish me a belated daddy day happy I daddy day I, I don't want to well boys <laughs> i have one last thing to say Mm-hmm. Come to that day. <laughs> I knew you were. I knew that was going to get brought up. I, I, I kind of. I actually. Here's what. Here's what it is. I, I, I thought it sounded familiar, and honestly, I forgot where that was from. <laughs> Why it sounded familiar? Hello, everyone. I'm Chris. That's Matt. Hey. And this is the Boo Boys, our podcast where we try to turn Kyle. Hello. Into a horror movie fan, one film at a time, and be warned. Spoilers and spooks lie ahead. How are you boys doing? Doing, uh, doing well. Doing uh, good. Yeah, <laughs> this movie. <laughs> yeah, we talk. I feel like we talk about the film every week, and this is not going to be a long discussion on it. But that opening bit, what you were referencing, was from the film Hellraiser, where Uncle Frank was, who is the ultimate daddy. Some could say, <laughs> Zaddy. And also, this movie we watched this week, which maybe breaks the record for most daddies spoken in one film. <laughs> it's got to be up there. I didn't get the stats, but I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Matt, did you count how many daddies were uttered? Uh, I mean, I assume at least more than 10 like in the, before the first scene ends. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> so uh, this is very exciting. This is a, a second chance for a director... Uh, on this podcast, and because <laughs> right. we watched 1979's *The Brood*, written and directed by David Cronenberg, Cronenberg's back. He's returned. Well, in a way, we never actually talked about the original movie we watched, right. or so at least me and Chris watched. Matt, I think, escaped it. <laughs> back in season two, the premiere of season two, which ended up being. Halloween, which we talked about on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were supposed to originally watch the film Scanners by uh, David Cronenberg, but I kind of uh, <laughs> decided and Kyle agreed that it just wasn't a good fit for this podcast. It was a little bit too much sci-fi, not enough horror elements, and just didn't know what we were going to say uh, <laughs> in, about the film. Right. It but didn't, this is his second chance. He's back, Kyle. It, yeah, it didn't feel right, like you said. But this one, I think, definitely checks the boxes uh, that we are looking for in this podcast. Namely, in the last few weeks, I feel like there's just been like one like standout thing to talk about from the movie, and mm-hmm. we'll get to it. But like the standout thing from this movie was tough. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Kyle, you kind of mentioned it, but you know, big picture, what'd you think of the brood? I know before we started recording, you talked about wanting to vomit. <laughs> yes. I had to message you. That was real time. That was real time when that uh, scene was happening. I don't want to give it away just yet, but uh, if you've seen it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I had to get, oh my God, we'll get into it. But yeah, I was close to vomiting and it was, uh, it was kind of just freaky, like 
once the the, the brood showed up mm-hmm. um and you started to realize what exactly the brood was referring to it was just like Ugh. and they they just weren't nice to look at either it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but in overall, did would you say you enjoyed this movie? Were you scared by this movie? Uh, scared, not necessarily, uh, but enjoyment also no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was. I mean, I kind of enjoyed Cronenberg as as a filmmaker mm. in what he what he brought to the table here um, in it. But like, it was it was kind of a it's a tough watch. Yeah, the father of body horror. This movie lives up to that title. Matt, what'd you think overall of The Brood? Uh, not not bad. Um, I like the classic style. Um, or you know, for a film that was filmed in the seventies, um, and I don't know. It it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of movies that we watched, like um, let's see, Chainsaw. Or like even something like uh, The Shining, kind of was mm-hmm. what I I kind of had a sense of. Um, but yeah, I don't think don't think I was really scared through any of this. Roger Ebert, fa- uh, famous film critic, had a quote about this film when he first saw it. He what said, "Are there really people who want to see reprehensible trash like this?" <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Cronenberg wow. called this his most classic horror film. Really? He got most hit all the marks of a horror movie. Huh. Um, I enjoyed it overall. I will say I was worried in the beginning because yeah. this film begins very similar to Scanners. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I was the thinking opening the same of this thing. film is basically a like lecture hall kind of science thing. Um, mm hmm. Just like in Scanners. In Scanners, it opens with yeah. a dude's head exploding. Um, yeah. And this one had, you know, like the display of the psychology method that sort of our antagonist is unclear is doing. Um, Anti-hero, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> by the end. <laughs> and I was very worried because in the movie follows a very similar pattern of a lot of kind of exposition, a little bit of sci-fi talk around this psychology method. And I thought, Oh no, yeah. I, I was afraid I was gonna have to message and pivot <laughs> just like before. <laughs> You're going to do it to poor David once again. <laughs> yeah. I, I had the same vibes and I was like waiting for a head to explode and <laughs> we were just going to get rolling again. And I was like, and it, yeah, but it did happen and eventually got going. Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head, can any of you name what the uh, therapy method is called? Oh, I wrote it down. Oh. But I'll let Matt take a stab at it first. Oh, it's like plasma, psychoplas, yeah, plasmics. Yeah, yeah. whoa, Something there it is. Just, were you vamping while you typed it in, or uh, no? I, I wasn't typing <laughs> it in because you nailed. I it. just remember it was I like should... I'm trying to think of like plasma. I felt like that's kind of what yeah really jumped in my mind but okay cool so yeah psychoplasmics uh not a real thing (laughs) 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 but uh you would catch me looking it up just to double check that it wasn't (laughs) let's take a moment to break down this uh this psychology method psychoplasmics Mm -hmm. because it seems very iffy to me (laughs) yes yes i agree it's yeah (laughs) very interesting it's like a weird mix between um, hypnotism 
and like immersion therapy, like confronting your demons kind of thing. It's very bizarre. And role play. Yes. <laughs> and role, not the fun kind of role play. <laughs> I don't know. The Dr. Haglin seemed to be having some fun with it, I feel like, at some points. Also, Raglan. Guess, his name's Hal Raglan. I combined his Hal, first and last name. Hal Ragland is his Hal, name. Hal Ragland. How's that? I would never trust that man near my brain. <laughs> there also seems to be like a physical ailment that comes with, right? Because like everyone seemed to be, you know, the, we'll get to it. The main lady, our main character's <laughs> wife, has the most obvious <laughs> physical transformation. But you know, like the one dude had the tumor on his neck. And oh yeah the guy in the opening had those weird like hives all over him yeah so yes. why why that's <laughs> um, what we're like, here to do yeah, wait, wait, what question? but what did the what, what were like plasmics sounds like there's like some i don't know injection of plasma or plasma's involved in some way but i didn't see any kind of seemed like treatment other than just that kind of talking back and forth or did I miss something? No, there was nothing on screen. I sort of wondered if it played into the idea of um, like your trauma, inner trauma, like manifesting physically. Like if you're stressed, you get an ulcer. And this was like the extreme case of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think, Matt? Um, I thought they were trying to make a connection between. So there's a part in the movie where there's a guy that's going to be suing Raglan and he has like uh, lymphosarcoma or like uh, cancer of the lymph nodes. And like he was doing like all these like rolling down like exercises, like trying to like, <laughs> it was like talking about like, um, like getting like the blood flowing. And you I gotta work those there was like, yeah, I thought there was like some connection there between like the plasma, like, you know, like plasma and blood and like the lymphatic system but i'm sure there probably is but i'm sure it's also possibly like a stretch so i don't know can i can i just say i like that guy (laughs) i loved what he was doing in the the movie ball chin guy (laughs) yeah Uh, his neck really grossed me out though (laughs) yeah that that was a bummer but everything else he was like (laughs) he was really like milking every second he had on screen and just kind of having a good time with it yeah, like, he he understood the assignment. Yeah, he was all, yeah he was <laughs> very much acting crazy, like, but like not, not really. Yeah, though. but like would, he he knew what to like. He had a he had a goal, and that was just revenge or whatever. <laughs> how you said it. Yeah, I'd get a drink with with Ballsack Neck Man for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I would too. He seems like a fun hang. He's very he, like theatrical. Exactly. Yeah. He's pl- he plays it up in a, in a way that I enjoyed. And I will say that hampers a lot of the middle of the film for me is a lot of the other performances are kind of stiff. Some of it's just the time period the film was made, but boy, some of those like police investigation kind of exposition dump scenes in the middle were really starting to drag for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, picked up my phone more than once uh, during those scenes. But then, but then our little brood, little rude brood boys come running on the screen, bring a little excitement. Uh, Kyle, explain the rude brood boys and girls. I think they're, 
Well, I guess I guess they're asexual. Asexual, yes. Mm-hmm. They, but they we're have gonna call no... them brood boys. We might change this podcast name <laughs> to the brood boys. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wait a second. <laughs> Hold up. We'll get What's, to the brood. What kind of process is involved in changing a long-standing podcast name? Is there any precedence for this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The only thing that would I would maybe put a pause on it is, or have some hesitancy is the huge fan base we've built up. Oh, How yes. would, would they follow us over? <laughs> yeah. Did we lose them? When we they did. Google search for the latest episode of the Boo Boys, how are they ever going to discover us when we become the Brood Boys? <laughs> maybe, maybe we save that for when we, when we inevitably do a spinoff. Oh, yeah. Where we only review every year we come together to review the brood. Yeah, we re review the brood. <laughs> it's our annual brood boys episode. <laughs> rewatch. Annual rewatch. Break down everything we missed the last time around. Yep. All right, Kyle. Talk uh, okay. about the brood brood boys. <laughs> uh, man, where to, where to start? <laughs> so we first encounter one kind of just being a little mischievous. Being maybe. rude. It's <laughs> yes. <the name. laughs> yes. Knocking stuff down in the kitchen, making a racket. And you're kind of like, you know, who is this person thing? And why are they just kind of, you know, being rude? And, and then it quickly, you, then you see its hand go grip around the, uh, meat masher what do you call meat that tenderizer meat tenderizer thank you kyle doesn't do much cooking we can tell no. <laughs> what was the I last go- meal you cooked kyle uh by myself yeah uh some pasta what's your, okay. what's your last uh, tenderized meat dish <laughs> yeah i suffice it to say i do not own a, a meat tenderizer to be fair neither do i you just got to get yeah, a nice skillet and whack it you know uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's violent but uh, not as violent as the little brood boy. Little brood, brood, brood boy. <laughs> that rude dude. Who takes the, the meat tenderizer and just starts going to town on the skull of the mother of uh, Nola, the, the person in therapy. Yeah, maybe um, really fast. Can you just uh, give the, our main characters? Because I don't think we've mentioned. Okay, so Nola the is the wife of Frank. What the hell is his name? Yeah, Frank, I believe. Frank. Who and she's the one getting um, the therapy uh, at this kind of retreat uh, place where psycho psycho plasmics yeah, yeah plasmics place is done this institution um, and then let's see the daughter is uh, Candace Candy Candy so that's the family and mm-hmm. and Frank wants to see his wife and the doctor's like no you shouldn't and then. Um, which there's a very good reason which we learn <laughs> later in the film. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. And um, anyway, so you're just, and then uh, you're, so Frank and, and Candace just go home and there's just kind of this mystery around Nola and, and Frank maybe thinks Nola is beating Candace when she has her visitations because he notices some marks. And anyway, then he Frank leaves Candace with the grandmother. With, right, it's uh, like a babysitting. As yeah, he's going to work mm-hmm. exactly, and and that's when the grandmother encounters the rude brute crew. Just well, one. one of them. Yes, yeah. one of them. A scout, if you will. Th- they don't. They don't travel in, in uh, pairs yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And anyway, so yeah, then she just gets her head fucking smashed in. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
the rude brood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and we get a great scene like, later on where the dad returns to that home and gets attacked by the little rude brood who's just been like hiding out, I guess, in the shower. Yeah. So, well, that's after that kills the father, too. Oh, her, that's right. The grandfather. Yeah. Matt, so, tell us about the granddad getting beat up by a, by the rude brood. Round two. He takes another one. It's the same one, right? That's right. Uh, yeah. That one yeah. rude brood member has got two kills under his belt. And who was just kind of like Goldilocks and mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of sitting there. Well, the he, yeah, he goes back to the, he keeps referring it to the old house, right? Like the. Right. Because they were divorced. Yeah. And the grandmother. Yeah. Like nothing good ever comes out of the old house. Um, and so he's visibly drunk uh, scenes before he's seen drinking. And so like, I thought it was just going to be like some sort of like drunken sequence. Uh, but he goes up upstairs, uh, lies down on the bed, does one of those like walk in and you kind of like see in the background the, the the demon or whatever it is that we... The rude brood, man. The rude brood. Well, at that yeah. point, like, I mean, I I did see in the um, description, they kind of ca- like talk to them like they're demons a little bit. What are you talking about? What? In the description. I'll pull it up. Are I thought it... What description? Are you watching uh, a different movie? When you open up the... <laughs> okay, well, it's going to go... Paranormal activity. What's it's... happening here? <laughs> He's been really confused this whole conversation. <laughs> Did we not just watch Paranormal Activity 3? Is that... The... What does... Like, the, the movie description? Did you read the back of the DVD case? Uh, No, the... Like, on the um, description, when you open it up in... We watched it on Criterion. Oh, they call them demons? Yeah. Um, let's oh, see. Weird. Five-year-old Wait, daughter really? under the care of a strange husband is being terrorized by a group of demonic beings. Oh, that's a... That, whoever wrote that really screwed up because there's no demons involved. Exactly. I so, I, so I, yeah. I like saw that. And then obviously later, which I'm sure Kyle will be the one to say, um, we figure that's not the case. Um, but... Essentially, um, yeah, they they killed the the grandfather while he's like sitting on the bed, like he, half like, drunk. It's killed with snow globes. Yep, <laughs> the rude Oh yeah, beats him to death with snow globes, and then chucks one at the at the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a question. I don't want to say this for case study because I have to know right now. Uh, <laughs> when you guys enter a room, do you check under the bed? Uh, no, no, not really. Maybe you should start. Well, I feel like there's extenuating circumstances in which, like, I would have to be going through to be checking under a bed, like visiting a, a house where someone was just brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think that would would cause me to maybe take a, a, a check under the okay. bed. Well, I'm just gonna say I, this is my early case study edition. Uh, this movie makes a good case for checking under the bed. Kyle, maybe you should start checking under the bed when you go places. Like anywhere? Anywhere. Just all really. the time? Well, you never know if there's going to be a rude brood dude under there. Well, the only rude brood boy I'm encountering is myself. <laughs> Do you hide under the bed? <laughs> Jump out yeah. at people? People got to check under the bed for me. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, saying. So this rude brood just dies of old age. They don't live very long. <laughs> Yeah, and we get a great autopsy scene where we learn about our rude broods. They have no yeah. sex organs. Uh huh. They, they have no belly buttons. Mm-hmm. And they've got a weird like sack on their back <laughs> with nutrients. 
and yeah. they look well gross, it's like internal beaks. or something maybe not oh really oh maybe you're right well yeah i don't know and they have they beaks. look weird yeah uh, they look they, like they have like cleft what is it like a cleft chin or not cleft chin like a cleft, uh lip yeah they're basically little kids that look like they've been put in old person makeup yeah <laughs> huh, that sounds exactly right uh one fun i uh i learned is that they were played by child gymnasts so they were a little bit more mobile because of that oh that makes sense yeah they had mm-hmm. some moves mm-hmm. they um yeah they could they could kind of swing around and jump on uh, jump around with great uh virility okay well we've sort of beat around the bush here um the root brew gets up to more antics. They kill. Well, let's talk about the school scene, actually, before we move to the final scene that made Kyle want to throw up. Um, <laughs> OK. Uh, our dad is getting kind of close with the school teacher. Yeah. And his ex-wife finds out about this. And, and at this point in the film, we've kind of realized that some some connection between the rude brood and his wife is happening. And so two of the brood brood members show up to school and somehow none of the other students notice them. They're like little monsters. <laughs> that no one sees how well, that they, happened. They have like, um, so I think we like allude to this a little bit, but like the, the main girl candy, doesn't she also have like that same, like the, like the, they're like in like parkas, like they're yeah, they, covered they, almost they, head to toe. Yeah, I think I could see how kids could overlook them a little bit. Eh, okay. I mean, I they're know. probably like they're what, kids. like six years old. They probably don't. Well, yeah. they're probably super judgy. Did you um? Did you notice before they went in to cause some mayhem in the classroom, they were like swinging on the swing set? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I <laughs> thought that was really sweet. Actually, I was really happy. <laughs> you thought that was sweet? I thought it was just like they're pretty good, like being undercover. Like they no, know how I to. Thought- what kids do and just swing on the swing until we can go make our move. I thought it was more, um, they just wanted to have a little moment of levity before they had to get down to business. <laughs> they're like, thank God I, we've been stuck in that attic for <laughs> ever. Our life's short. We need some fun. <laughs> so the Rube brood used children's mallets to beat the teacher to death. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I, I want to talk about that real quick. <laughs> what? okay unbelievable the- <laughs> what a poor effort from this school teacher <laughs> she's got she's got you gotta feel bad that you went down to like wooden mallets that probably were like two ounces each this is this the most embarrassing death we've ever seen in one of our horror movies it's gotta probably. be probably it's really think, bad i can't think of one like those you know those wooden like those are literally f- five ounces they're like toys yeah. they're toys <laughs> You can't get any leverage on them. They're not like if they even if full strength, little kid gymnast wails on you with that one, you're you're getting nothing more than like a scratch. It'd almost be more effective just to use fists at that point. Yeah, probably. Okay, this brings up a good question that I want to ask, um, because sometimes in these horror movies, what really takes it out for me is when I personally feel like I could just demolish the villains of the film. And mm. so here's my question. Mm-hmm. How many of the rude brood could, <laughs> oh, you, could you fight and defeat in hand-to-hand combat? <laughs> okay. okay. I like it. Yes. We have, it's been a while since we've we've had a how many could you take conversation. Matt, let's oh. begin with you. 
Okay. How many of the Rude Brood could you fight and defeat? Ooh. I'm going to say... I'm going to say comfortably four. Oh, wow. That's very little. I felt like uh, they were... I felt like they were pretty strong, though, right? Because when they, like, there was the scene where the, one of them, like, throws the snow globe at Frank, and it, like, hits the wall, and it, like, kind of goes almost through the wall. Yeah, that's a good point. They do have a little cannons for I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're probably, like, you know, a lot stronger than we realize. So, you know, I'll start with four, and then if that works well, I'll, you know, add more, but. Okay. Four is a good. Matt Matt could barely fight off four of the root brood. (laughs) Okay. So, Kyle, yeah, how many of the rude brood do you think you could take? Uh, I'm going to answer this two different ways. One okay. way, straight up, I'm going to take, I'm going to take 23 of them with me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, I'm going in, no holds barred, fist flying, no one, no one on the in the brood crew is safe. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm throwing flying kicks probably at a few of them. So just um, for comparison, you've taken out 19 more than Matt's able to handle. Yep. That's right. <laughs> That's okay. I, I come out alive. Come out alive. Matt, I, I don't know if that'll work with, with Kyle, but hey, you know, more power to him for trying. If me and Matt are together, oh, I think okay. Matt is more of a he. He's a morale guy. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> I've already I've already taken down my four, and I'm just there he's cheering him four. on. He's struggling with the fifth, but he's cheering me on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and second? my all second, right. the alternate way I handle this is is I calm I calm him down, and I'm like, I'm one of you. Hey, look, <laughs> you and me, you and you, you and me, not so different. Simpatico, you know, I'm one of you, the Rude Crew, and I kind of take it on like the leadership role. Of, wow, so you joined the Rude of, Brood. Yeah, I I joined the Rude Brood. Yeah, and uh, we we start wrecking shit, <laughs> pretty much. Okay, I too have two answers for this question. Okay, one. I think indefinite. I could take out an infinite amount of the rude brood. What? Because you gotta get tired. They're they're like ta- they're like preschoolers. They're <laughs> six years old. They're little kids. Yeah. Especially if I found like a stick or a broom. <laughs> I mean, look at the weapons they used. They killed with they killed an old lady with a meat tenderizer. They killed an a drunk old man with a snow globe and they killed a pathetic teacher with wooden children's mallets and then the final kill they do is with their bare fists and they basically mob a dude so you just have to like kind of hold them off and and kind of take them one at a time and it's an easy win <laughs> maybe i get tired uh, after no. a while That's so you know I, my own physical limitations i'd be there'd be like 30 of them down around me and i'd fall asleep or something <laughs> yeah you, um, you you probably take enough there weren't that many in the movie by the end like yeah mm, i don't know a dozen yeah easy easy victory <laughs> yeah. easy okay. i'm okay. not even like there was zero fear for me from the rude brood other than them trashing my place you know i want to clean up okay okay the other one is if you didn't feel like fighting them i'm very confident i could outrun and escape the rude brood. True. Okay. Yeah. They have little children legs <laughs> and they don't seem to be very quick. Yeah. And I can just get a jog going and get away from them. That's that's a good I like think that's a good uh role 
right into when do you bounce now okay i like it you want to do it i do want to do it because let's just say when do you bounce it's it's in that school classroom you know the kids got it right um the that kid that goes boy. a little yeah. boy little little timmy who's in there and, and realizes what's going on he, he goes went, oh and, shit it's the rude brute <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did take a few a few more moments than probably he should have yeah and none of the other kids well i don't know what they were doing they just they were watched screaming they were, they were just <laughs> watching the brutalization but, happen so yeah they didn't even try to help so he at least <laughs> went to try to help but you know at that point I'm probably just hightailing it out of there and not even bothering to ask for help. Like I see someone just getting brutally mm-hmm. beaten and I don't by these creatures that you don't know what the heck is going on. Sure. Um, Cause they could be demons or something, you know, like you don't, you don't know. Right. Um, exactly. I'm not saying like, you know, a street a person on a street, hopefully, you know, I, I want to like to think I'd stop and help, but like, if it's the brood brood, I, <laughs> I'm getting the heck out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we've just established we could take them, it's like, eh. well, that's also with the hindsight of seeing what they're capable of. I mean, right. if you would just well, confront, if you just saw them kill look, a teacher, you wouldn't know. Well, no, actually, if you saw him kill a teacher with those wooden mallets, as we just described, the toy mallets, I should say, <laughs> if they could do that. With those, then you're dealing with something different. That's true. Maybe I'm going about this the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, who I knows? Think maybe, gonna... maybe my four doesn't seem so stupid now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Matt, we'll save anyway. you for last. Okay. We're getting, I'm getting out of there. Okay. I, I, I'm taking a different tact. I'm the father, and my mother-in-law has just been brutally murdered. I don't know by what. I don't. We haven't seen the rude brood at this point. We have no clue. I, I'm getting the heck out of town, man, for like a, a vacation, a weekend. I'm bouncing. I'm not living near this this murder house. Okay. And I'm especially not letting my father-in-law visit the murder house. Crazy. Yeah. Well, now you just turned into suspect number one. Good luck. I don't care, man. <laughs> Did you like how much the police gave him access? Like he was yeah. there to examine yeah. the corpse and stuff. Like, kind of like those old police where, you know, they... Like, come on come check this out the house is just open and with the, the, the i like okay the tape i gotta laugh at the tape but tape the uh, outline of the body yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just minecraft steve or something <laughs> do they do that anymore i don't know i uh i think isn't it usually a chalk outline kind of thing uh yeah i mean i get i i guess it depends on if it's like a you know graphite surface or you know it's not outside or True. It does depend on the surface of which That's you right. need an outline. It's a good point, right. Matt. Thank Matt, you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. When do you bounce? Ooh, okay. Um gosh, let's see. I would say so the first time, first time I'll let that slide with like um with the grandmother, the grandmother dying, and you know, you're still kind of there, so I'd still let that play out. And then Ooh, maybe maybe halfway through the second time with the grandfather, but right after that, I would just get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Two so the family. Moment, the moment you saw the rude dude. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That, that makes sense. Because, I mean, you know, I, I'm thinking at that time, probably can just take on four of them. So, you know. Right. Plus, you have the kid to worry about. Like, that father was very nonchalant after the rude brood killed both of his in-laws. <laughs> he was just like, well. 
I guess that's just how the cookie crumbles. Well, here's what I don't understand. And this film just kept itself very contained, which is kind of nice in a way. But here's the thing. If you encounter that type of thing, like to do alien like creatures exist elsewhere in this universe or like why was this not like a nationwide worldwide like event when they realized they came across this creature that had no organ uh, like sexual organs and mm-hmm. no navel and they're like this isn't a human being basically yeah i mean they had that one newspaper article that said like mutant kills or something <laughs> which they had like a, a close-up oh, yeah, photo right. of the corpse again yeah. the police are just giving yep. out information <laughs> left and right well that's the thing but like we did hear about anyone taking that story further i feel like there's a huge kind of reckoning of like who are these what are these kind of things and and everything instead it's just like a very like eh, i mean hmm. guess we just got to keep an eye out for them i guess you know maybe that happens in brood too brood too yeah you know i'm just reading uh right now that they almost remade the brood i don't know if you heard yeah i don't know if it, i i saw that too i don't know what the status of that was or if they just kind of gave up on it uh i think i believe it is given up on so don't get your hopes up okay (laughs) i won't (laughs) hold my breath um all right so the rude brood kill the teacher kidnap candy and take her to the psychology building compound and to her mother basically and so the father learns this and goes to rescue his daughter um and he gets there and the psychologist who has kind of been evil but now all of a sudden he's a good guy for some reason agrees to help i think he's realized things have gone too far with the rude brood they're too rude. yeah <laughs> they're too they've rude crossed the line crew. the two rude brood crew <laughs> so he 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 basically says your wife is controlling them and what we learn is that the rude brood act out her anger unknowingly to her so when she became angry at her mother who used to beat her growing up the rude brood went and killed her same with the father and same with the teacher who she thought was trying to steal her life um and so the father has to calm his wife down while the psychologist goes upstairs to where the rude brood have really fun kind of camp style bunk beds yeah it's Mm -hmm. like a sleepover Yeah. yeah And that's where Candy is. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we get uh, the scene that almost made Kyle puke. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have you describe it, Kyle. But before oh. we get there, I'm curious, mm-hmm. was this the grossest oh. thing that you've seen on this podcast so far? Yeah, let's let's take a quick trip down some gross memory lane. Okay, yeah. This, is very, <laughs> this will be nice. Yeah. This will be pleasant. Okay, we have... We have the um, the eyeball from the neon demon. Neon demon, which still kind of makes me gag mm-hmm. thinking That's, about that eyeball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this, this lady eats the eyeball. A no, human she eyeball. upchucks the eyeball. Yeah. Oh, you're right, because they oh. ate her previously. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Okay. Forgot about that, yes. Oh, no, uh, okay, let's move on from the okay. eyeball. <laughs> we have, we have um, Frank from... Oh, Really? What, okay. Come to daddy. Well, I don't know if I mean it was gross. Is he gross because he's basically an incest monster or because he has no skin? <laughs> All of the above. Okay. Um wait, what else did we just watch? Uh we had another one, right? Did we? I thought you had a list or something. 
well, no, it was, that's a nice idea in theory, but <laughs> <laughs> execution is not my strong suit. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's one other. Either way, here we go. Yeah. I'll just get into this one. Okay. It, this It turns out there's this like external sack on <sighs> Nola that... Okay, really she, fast, too. The way she reveals it, she has like that nightgown on. Yeah. And she goes, look at what I've become. And she opens the Watch nightgown. Out. Yeah. And I... I I gagged while watching. I like recoiled. Oh, yeah. So you you see very uh, quickly mm-hmm. that she has a, a external sack connected like a, to her. Yeah, that is incubating these um, creatures. Brood brood. These the the brood the, yeah. the brood brood, and you're like, oh my god, like. This is disgusting. It just looks so gross. It's and really awful. So realistic, frankly. <laughs> I was like, just disgusted. And then, so you're like, okay, gross. It's like pulsing could, and kind of yeah. see through. And, and you can get past. You can get past it. You, and her you're stomachs, good. Can you? I think that's the sticking point for me. Her really, like stomach's kind of deformed, and she's got like weird, like almost like animal nipples all the way down <laughs> her stomach. I, well, I just thought those were like the the sacks or oh, whatever, like, like extra. Every, gro- oh, I like you think those are like more growing, uh, or like oh. ones that have grown already. Oh, oh, they just grow off of her randomly, like on different. Maybe. I mean, there were like how many kids up there? Like a lot, at least twelve, maybe. So. I mean, not to mention like the other three or four yeah. that have been out there to kill them. So, and and yeah. my question is, how did Frank not notice this years ago? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is obviously <laughs> a new development uh, for. Must have kept the lights off on wedding night or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little bit more than that, but. <laughs> he got really drunk on his wedding night and they, they made candy and he just did not notice. <laughs> and then did not look see her ever again from that. Yeah, they on. only had sex the one time, as and most then, married couples do. Yeah. And then he closed his eyes the rest of the marriage. <laughs> oh, <God>. So <laughs> Okay, so you can you can kind of get past that. You're like, okay, this is can disgusting. You? I, Chris, yeah. We just went through this. You move past it. And you're like disgusting baby sack and then (laughs) and then she opens it she her teeth yeah oh just in the worst way you she's she decides she's like this now is the time i guess it's good to go uh and i want frank to see it and she opens the sack and the blood just starts pouring out and you're like oh my god oh my god like this is where everything started to kind of rumble and and come up the up the throat and <laughs> you're just like what is she doing what no no she's not doing that and she continues to do it and then <laughs> and then she pulls the thing out like the little, little rude brood, brood. Rude brood. <laughs> little cute baby rude brood it, it's just disgusting which <laughs> it's got stuff hanging off of it and it, it's covered in blood and i know that that's also just a baby, but <laughs> look. But this is a this, this is a brood baby. They're yeah, gross. Yeah, and worse than that, she just she starts to like lick it. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh my god! She starts. <laughs> she starts to lick. I can't. T- Someone's got to go. I okay. can't do it. Well, interesting. So what I learned is um, the sensors. 
the movie censors said, Mr. Cronenberg, you cannot have this licking scene (laughs) in theaters. We will not allow it. So he had to cut it for the theatrical release, but luckily we got to witness it. (laughs) Oh, no. And his idea was, you know, like when pup, like dogs or cats give birth, the, Mm -hmm. the, um, the parent will lick oh, like they the clean kittens the... or puppies. Yeah, they yeah. like lick them to clean and kind of like perk them up. It's kind of like, you know, just it, it's just what animals do. Um, so that's what he was inspired by was the kind of like animalistic licking the newborn. Yeah, there's a reason we have higher functions than than animals. Um, oh, you want to lick little baby rude brood? Kyle, wake him up. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I literally, like, I didn't finish watching that. I got up and, and like, tur- went to the kitchen because I could. I was like, oh, this is it. Like, I'm going to, like, throw up. And so I left. <laughs> I walked away and let and came back when I, I thought it I, it was safe enough to, mm. to do so. Oh, my God. Did none of you have that similar re- reaction? Or are you guys just like, yeah, that's uh, that's about right? Unfortunately, um, as I have before with these types of situations, I was eating. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? I, I didn't think that was gonna. Ha- okay, okay. Anybody in this group tell me that they were going to like they knew that that was coming. I actually legit, Matt, because I watched Scanners and knew it was David. Oh, okay. I was, I used that knowledge. I was like, (laughs) you know what? I'm hungry. I am not going to eat though, because I know something's going to happen. I think I did the same thing in, oh, was it Neon Demon? I I think I, I think I ate during that one too. Oh, Oh I mean, I, (laughs) apparently I have a stronger constitution or or whatever to, to just not have the need to throw up. Spaghetti marinara sauce. <laughs> no, it was, a, I mean, it, was a, it was a bagel. I was really craving a bagel, and uh, <laughs> that scene popped up like as soon as my uh, my bagel was done toasting. So I I couldn't I couldn't wait. You know, I mean, you're right. This, you gotta... <laughs> this is interesting, Kyle. Just you know, for me, it was the initial reveal of her of her brood sack, and for you, it was the licking it that really hit you. Um, because once my initial revulsion passed, I, I was okay. Really? Then yeah. you were like, oh, hell yeah, lick that thing. I was, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a maternal instinct. He, he's not going yeah. to barf at that. Listen, I want to say right now, if I was giving birth to little broods, little brood dudes, I'd lick them, you know? What? I care for those little guys. Oh, my God. I, my dream now is to birth some rude brood dudes and send them after you, Kyle. They're coming for you. <laughs> it's okay, because I, I turn them against you. I, no. I, I, I form my own brood from your brood. You think you own them? <laughs> Wrong. Think again. All right, oh my Kyle. God. Uh, to, to ensure you don't throw up while recording this podcast, uh, why don't we move on to everyone's favorite segment? Oh, yeah. Case study. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually, probably the, everyone's favorite part is the end. Case study. <laughs> okay, yeah. Case study. Um, so, yeah, what does this movie make a good case for um, in how to live your life in uh, either in this movie or just in general as, in, as well in order to mm-hmm. live a healthy, fulfilling lifestyle as the head of a brood? <laughs> um, I'd like to start if I can. Please. Uh, don't have kids. Okay. In fact, I wrote that one down before the movie even started. 
I just knew that was going to be a lesson from this film. That's no good. <laughs> um, that's good. I, you know, I, okay. I'm really going to tell on myself here how stupid I am, but I forgot what like brood meant. So I had to look up brood and I was like, what am I like going to, what, what am I watching right now? I'm like, Oh, it's like a gang of like offspring. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a little side note. That has nothing to do with case. Study. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want people to know I'm stupid. Um, this movie makes a case for knowledge. <laughs> learning. <laughs> expand your vocabulary um uh so i'd say this makes a good case for like if a new field of study and therapy comes out maybe wait a few years till the kinks kind of get worked out Mm. um don't be part of the pilot yeah don't be the pilot program for psychoplasmics (laughs) um but like did it must have worked for some people or like people wouldn't be going back or i guess like you just he silences the people that go come out of it or what do you what do you think happens there i got the sense this was like the first wave of people okay yeah i'd say get the kinks worked out first (laughs) (laughs) except you know what i will caveat that with unless it's like something like movie pass (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you got to get on the ground floor on that and then before yeah. it goes up in flames right. that get was it great. quick yeah. it's unsustainable <laughs> <laughs> that was a good year <laughs> um, but yeah if it's something that's going to mess with your body or brain or something yeah I'd say wait a few years mm. Matt um, so this movie makes a great case for following proper police procedure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I, I I think, uh, you know, maybe maybe put some more uh, do not cross tape, you know, maybe uh, don't invite somebody in. Maybe don't, don't examine mind. a demon child, <laughs> as they put it. Did. Um, yeah. Matt, that's a good point. And this is going to jump off of what Chris was saying earlier is to check under the beds. I think if you're a, a police officer in a house where a crime was committed, check under the bed search the house yeah <laughs> do the bare minimum <laughs> even if it wasn't one of the rude brood dudes it could have just been like the killer you know like <laughs> right. a person right mm-hmm. i think do your due diligence <laughs> um yeah anyway that's that um i only have one more so i'll go here yeah uh-huh. uh when fighting the brood <laughs> our anti-hero psychologist used a gun yeah and he got a few of them. He blasted a couple of yeah, those bad boys. He did. <laughs> but this movie makes a good case for when fighting the brood, bring uh, hand-to-hand weapons. Uh, bring, like steps, a baseball bat, yeah. a, a sword. Mm-hmm. Imagine a chainsaw. You would cut through that rude brood in a second. <laughs> Imagine a leather face from Texas Chainsaw. Oh, I was going to say. could kill like a hundred <laughs> of the rude brood. Oh, is this a new segment? Pitting villains from different movies against each how other? Many, how many <laughs> could Leatherface kill? <laughs> And I think it's over a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I think as as long as there's a gas in the chainsaw, he's got a yeah. good time. That is a good point. If he runs out of if he runs out of chainsaw juice, now in a little trouble. Yeah, the brood the brood are, are grapplers. They're they're in, <laughs> they're in they're close. They're no problem <laughs> they, yeah. So, and they're also good at improvising weapons. Just whatever is at close at hand, they can get you with. Mm-hmm. It's true, and they find it relatively quickly. Um, they can scan their environment pretty quick. I feel like they also take pride in their work. Yeah. So they, they don't leave any stone unturned. When mama says to kill someone, they go for it. That's right. And they, they leave the body there for on display 
um, which is just lying in blood. I don't know. It's it's good. I have another case study. I'd like to just jump right into it, actually. Ooh. I just thought of it. Okay. This movie makes a case for take a little time for yourself. Those those two members of the Rube Brood were inspirational, enjoying that swing set. Even Ooh. if you have to commit horrible murder, <laughs> take a little moment. To be Why, clear, do know. not commit horrible murder. Yeah, if yeah. You're gonna we're not endorsing someone, this. We are t- 100% endorsing. If you're going to go kill someone, <laughs> take a little moment for yourself ahead of time. No, please. That's a Kyle stamp. No, <laughs> that's a no. Kyle case do not, study. Do not do that. This movie. Do not kill this anyone. This movie and Kyle make a good case for that. Please, Ooh, Kyle. Ooh. That's what it's not making a great case for. <laughs> you take one thing for this podcast. It's do not kill anyone. Please. Unless you remember the rude brood, then it's kind of in your blood. At that point, there's no no helping it. You're right, Chris. You only got like a week. You might as well make the most of it and kill as much as possible. Okay, okay. I, I have a, I have a, I have a scenario to propose. Here. Okay, so it's are we done with? Hey, are we done with case study? Oh yeah, are we? Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> Okay, that so to better, to better than me, thank you. To to open back up with um like how many of the brood one would kill. Yeah. What about <laughs> our good good friend uh Butterball? Oh. He's a lover, not a fighter. Oh, <laughs> mm, see, see, I, I, okay. Butterball does not engage. That was the answer that I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this movie ends with a little bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, Candy gets out, but she's got weird bumps on her arm. Really fast. Kyle, what did that mean? <laughs> Explain you... it to me. <laughs> okay, Chris. Good question. <laughs> Candy is now a another surrogate for the next brood. She's is the that brood, what that meant, you think? Brood 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Wow. Are you sure she's a brood mother? Is that the she is. term? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you are you for real or are you just Well, it was it a little unclear, I guess. Yeah, she's going to have the next brood. Well, like that one dude had little bumps all over him. Is he a brood mother? Mm, no, no, of course not, Chris. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> said it with such but it's <laughs> like come on what are we doing here it the the, the it's the, but candy's the daughter of the the woman who just did have like <laughs> you know a couple a dirty dozen uh that's a baker's right. dozen brood <laughs> it's like that that's obviously the the genetic kind of calling card is she's gonna for her thing with psychoplasmics and kind of heredit heretic hereditarical genetic hereditary wow that was rough <laughs> <This is laughs> i'll cut you off pull there. the parachute <laughs> all right well matt kyle thanks for being here we ended the podcast with a I question <laughs> kyle <laughs> yeah after watching the brood yeah our return to david cronenberg his second chance we did yeah. this for you david you're welcome after you really let us down with scanners Kyle, after watching The Brood, that's right. Yeah, are you a horror movie fan? No. Oh, 
so close. All right, well, we just got to be back here next week. Uh, so, Kyle, uh, you're really not going to start checking under beds, huh? Well, now that you mention it, uh, I think probably before I go to bed tonight, I probably will. I think there's a good chance, Matt, Kyle's going to be under your bed tonight. Oh, God. <laughs>